and we are live. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And we praise God. We thank God for all of you that are listening. This is Elder Anton Seals out of Jennifer Seals, and we're live today on this Thursday. Uh, this is the, the 19th of August, and we praise God for being on the podcast once again, the Tabernacle of Fire in you. And, and what we're talking about is that Tabernacle is a place, is your personal meeting place with God, that, that you, you, you don't have to do anything else but just call on the name of Jesus. So the Tabernacle of Fire in you is the fire of the Spirit of the living God down inside of you. And our special guest, uh, Apostle James and Prophetess uh, Deidre Burke. She's a prophet. We call the right name is Prophetess, but I want you to know this is an ordained, anointed man and woman of God for the fivefold ministry, uh, which the church is in need of. Hallelujah. And this is Thursday, August 19th. It's, it's at 7 p.m. this evening. And so their topic today is kingdom heritage and the prophetic cultures. Uh, of scripture, the prophetic culture scriptures, uh, Colossians 1, 3 and 13, uh, Psalms 103 and 4, and he's going to read this to you, and 1 Samuels, and they will go over the topic. They had two topics. Uh, I, we could go three hours with them talking. I, I just know that we'll just be on for about an hour today, maybe a little bit longer, uh, but we're not going to grieve the Holy Spirit, but we're going to be obedient and trust the leading of the Holy Spirit. Uh, they don't have to stay on script. And about our special guest, uh, Apostle James was called into the ministry at the age of nine years old in a small church in Mississippi. And he reminded me, I'm, I'm from Mississippi, brother. He's a, a servant leader, an apostle sent one teacher and entrepreneur. He's a father, a husband, a watchman, a prayer warrior. Uh, he roars like a lion and a mighty man of war after God's own heart. But I want you to know he has a lamb's heart. This man is a gentle spirit, and he walks strongly in the power of God's might and his word, but he's a lamb of God. Apostle James joined the military after graduating high school to travel and minister to all the world. He earned his master's degree in military uh, and continued his education toward his Ph.D., He's an ordained minister of, of apostle in the ministry of apostle and the founder, presiding apostle of Fragrant Love International Life Christian Center and the chairman CEO of the Veterans Coalition. And so those are non-for-profit entities. Uh, and so you can sow into their ministries if you if you'd like to do that letter of the spirit. And Amb Ambassador Prophetess Deidre Burks uh, is a prolific, productive, prestigious. Uh, distinct, daring, and dynamic woman of excellence. Her boldness is felt through the anointing and imparts the power of God. There are just a few words describing the prophetess. These are just a few words de describing the prophetess as one of God's chosen kingdom prophets. Uh, prophetess Deidre is an ordained prophet equipping instructors, and she holds conferences, and, and she's also the global expansion leader, a wife, author, servant leader, the catalyst for change and righteousness, prayer warrior, certified spiritual life coach, campaign of empowerment. Her global influence is compelling force to ask for the nations. Prophetess Deidre is the co-founder of the Fragrant Love International Life Christian Church, Christian Ministry, and Dominion Training Center, founder of uh, that organization, their church, and the para-ministry of the women of war, 
and the global organization that she has founded. She is also chairwoman CEO of the uh, Veterans Coalition. So they have a tremendous uh, ministry. She's also received her master's degree. She graduated from ministry training college at Christian International in Santa Rosa Beach, Florida, and was founded by Prophet uh, by the Bishop Prophet Bill Hammond. Uh, she likewise graduated from Full Gospel Christian Assembly. That's where I met her in here in Hazelcrest, Illinois, and that's founded by Apostle Ron Wilson. And she served in the United States Army and is now a retired veteran. Uh, and she's retired also from Chase Bank for 30 years. Hallelujah. So you've had a wonderful, busy life, and we thank God for both of you. We welcome you to our podcast on today, and I'm going to turn it over to my wife, asked her to open us in a word of prayer. Well, Father God, we thank you on today. We thank you, Lord God, for the people that you have put on our podcast this evening to go forth and minister in your word. Father God, as they begin to throw these seeds out, oh, Father God, we ask you to water them and give the increase. Only you can do it, Lord God. So we thank you and we praise you. We glorify and magnify your name. Have your way. Have your way, Lord God. Let self move out of the way and come forward. Get the glory out of this thing right now now in jesus name and we thank you and we praise you because it is so in jesus name amen 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 Amen. and so we're going to turn it over to them and i just want to make mention and go back the topic is kingdom heritage and the prophetic culture scriptures but they're not tied down to this so wherever the lord takes you all apostle and prophetess uh please let the holy spirit have this way i do want to say this Years ago, you spoke into my life. You had just come back from the International Training Center by Bishop uh, uh, Bill, help me, Hammond. And you were teaching a class at Full Gospel Christian Assembly. And I was teaching a class on stewardship, God's plan for abundant life. And I enrolled in one of your classes, and you kept telling me that the Lord had given me a gift. And I needed to let go of myself and trust God. And so all these years later, I just want to tell you, thank you. Thank you for the anointing that you spoke into my life. And thank you for the wisdom and the gentleness and the kindness. And and because I knew what you were going through as well. Um, (laughs) But but the anointing of God and people of God. And and I say this to my lovely wife. The anointing on our life allows us to go through so we can be crushed. So we do become a sweet smell in the nostrils of God. So I'm going to go over my life and all that I've gone through. I just pray that, Lord, our prayers and our persons, our, our spirit is a sweet smell in your nostril. So I turn it over to you, Apostle and Prophetess uh, Burks, and, and let God use you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God, everyone. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. This is the day that the Lord has made, so let us rejoice and be glad in it. Yes, for another sir. day to breathe to inhale, to give God thanks, to give him worship, to give him praise in the name of Jesus. I appreciate the pastor, Antoine. Teacher had told me about him, and I haven't met him personally, but I met him in spirit and in truth because we started the fellowship the other day, and our spirit just lit up like a fire. And I thank God for that because that just let me know that he has a true spirit. He's not walking in falsehood. He's walking in the spirit and the love of Christ. And this beautiful queen down there, she just looks so humble. I'm not too good with names. I listen, but Lord, you have forgiven for that daughter name because 
Oh, her Jennifer. name is Jennifer Seal. Praise the Lord. I'm sorry. But God bless your soul. I thank God for both of you all for doing what you're doing in the kingdom of God. And I thank God for my wife, Deidre, who we met in Kuwait in the military. I was a contractor. She was a soldier. And 2006 or seven, somewhere around there, long time ago. We got married in 2010. We've been together ever since. And uh, battling the spirit to walk that together. I thank God for that. Because only God knows what's best for us. But anyhow, to get on with my message, I won't be long tonight, just long enough to do to say what I need to say. So I pray that y'all bear with me in the name of Jesus. And we're coming from uh, Colossians 1 and 13 is the first subject that I want to talk about. Because Paul been expressing, Apostle Paul been expressing some things. And for what I see in life today, we really need to read the word of God. We need to hear what the word of God is saying to us. And we don't need to walk around in a frame pretending to be, but we need to have it in our spirit. And Paul is saying that we are God's inheritance. And inheritance is something very special when it comes to God's own. He has chosen us. We are his children. We are his inheritance in this earth. And we need to be the light to represent him as such. Because there are many people out there that are crying out and they're calling on someone for help and they don't know who to turn to. We need to be that person. In the name of Jesus, we need to be that person. So he's talking about God has delivered us. See, we were all born into sin. But God has delivered his own. He has delivered us out of that. So we walk with the same power that God walks with. And there's nothing that we can't do. He said we can do all things through Christ who strengthened us. We need to believe that. We need to live that. And we need to accept that. And uh, mm-hmm. he said that we've been translated. Mm-hmm. See, translated meaning that some, something moved from one place to another place. We were moved from darkness to light. Mm-hmm. By the power of yeah. God. Not by the power of man, but by the power of God. And when we operate in that power, we need to live in that power. We need to speak in that power. We need to think in that power. We need to love in that power. And we need to walk in that power. Because there's demons all around us every day that we don't see. And those people that are not saved, they need someone to rescue them. And just the words speaking out of our mouth can cause someone's life to be changed. Because that's what Jesus did. And Paul is telling us that we have been delivered from that darkness only because we are God's inheritance. The people in the world that are not saved, I got to tell you like it is, you ain't God's inheritance. You got to receive them in your life and be in the family of God. He loves you unconditionally because he gave his only son. See, he so loved the word that he gave his only begotten son. But you got to do your part too. I got to do my part. We got to come in the family of God to have that power. Now, he gave an illustration. He said, what fellowship do light have with darkness? No. So you you, you can't walk around saying that you are the light, but every time you're somewhere, somebody said you're doing something that's darkness. Because God is everywhere. The people see us. They watch us. Don't think they ain't watching us. If you're a Christian, they watch yeah. you. Praise God. So, 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 so God has allowed us to be his inheritor because he has a heavenly home prepared for us. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have to come back to that home. So we can't be walking yeah. in contrast with darkness and saying we're walking in light, but all our fruits that we are bearing don't produce no light whatsoever. And, and and Paul expressed this to us, saying that we have been transformed. We are a new creation for heaven, mm-hmm. delivered. Mm-hmm. We we are transposed. See these powerful words that are being being, being given to us is saying that there is some ingredients and sins that we don't understand. Mm-hmm. 
but God does. So he uses these words to pull us out of that. We say it and we read it, but we don't know really know what it means. We look at the definition, but God knows what it means because he knows who Satan did. Because Satan was in heaven as a light. And then he got kicked down here in the darkness. Now he's trying to steal everything that God has did on this earth. So God knows exactly what to do to deliver us, and we are his inheritance. And Christian believers need to know that we are protected from the penalty of sin. There is no sin that we can commit that God won't forgive us for. Only if we humble ourselves and repent and ask him for forgiveness. But the devil wants us to think that you did too much out there. You got too much going on in your life. You know, you can't be delivered. You might as well keep doing what you're doing and add to it. Rebuke that voice. Ignore that voice. God is your father. We are his inheritance. In the name of Jesus. And the word mm-hmm. called radical. He said that mm-hmm. God has radically removed us from sin. I looked, up, I looked up the word radical. It, 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 was so, it was so powerful until I got it in my paper. I don't know where it is. But I know when it comes to radical, kids can be radical. Hey, we can be radical. That radical is a big, powerful word. God loves us. Yes. And he wants us to stay his children all the days of our lives. Now, I want to go down here to Colossians. Let me see. I think that's the name. No, Psalm 103. Mm-hmm. Psalm 103 and 4 said, Who have redeemed thy life from destruction, mm-hmm. who crowned thee with love and kindness and tender mercy. Those traits need to be imparted in our spirit for mm-hmm. one another. Mm-hmm. There is so much hatred going on around us today, even in the churches. God has given has redeemed us from uh, the, the life of destruction. Mm-hmm. He has crowned us. I see a lot of people walking around from crowning their head. I hope they know what it means. And they with love, kindness, and tender mercy. So we need to show each other love, kindness, and tender mercy yes. in the name of Jesus. Because that's what God expects from us. Now, it talks about also being, uh, being redeemed. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and the divine love are two more benefits, David said. So I'm going to skip over to David because David was a man after God's own heart. And believe it or not, that's my middle name, David. My first name is James from Book of Wisdom. My second name is David as a warrior. So I thank God, Mom. So, but praise God. But, but God Slay has... Slay the giant. Go ahead. But God has delivered us and, and he demonstrated this by David said that what he mean about deliverance is that he was delivered from the pit. Mm-hmm. Now, we know that Joseph was put in a pit. Mm-hmm. We know that Daniel was put in a line there, and that could be con- considered as a pit. There's a lot of things in life that we don't understand that we're in the pit, and God mm-hmm. is protecting us from. But we don't yes, use sir. that term because we don't see that. We think that, hey, you know, I, I just narrowly missed that. No, you didn't. You could have been narrowly dead that. God protected mm-hmm. you from that, whatever it is. There's plenty of people yeah. out there right now got testimonies that we don't even know about because the church is so divided. And God said we yeah. overcome by the words of our testimony that we don't even share with one another. And mm-hmm. we need to do that because that is love. That's why God calls us to go through it. Mm-hmm. And that's why God wants us to know that we can be delivered from things that people don't yeah. think that God is doing nothing for them. But when you tell them what he did for you, then they will say, well, you know, if he did it for her, if he did it for him, he'll do it for me. Because you don't never know what they're going through at home right now. So we need to remember that it is the word of God that will take care of us. We're his inheritance. He will protect us in many different avenues. Praise God. Praise God. But you got to be a believer. Hallelujah. But, 
in my notes, it says that believers today anticipate their ultimate deliverance from death. Mm-hmm. In other words, we take it for granted mm-hmm. that, you know, that we're going to make it. No, you might not make yeah. it, but you need to know that God is the one calls you. He is the healer. Yeah. He is the deliverer. He's the one that makes you whole. The doctor yes. the doctor do the diagnose, but it is God that does the healing. We need to realize yeah. that. Yeah. In the name of Jesus, praise God. Praise him. Now, don't let me go past my time. As I continue on here, I'm going to talk about <laughs> I'm going to talk about there was a deliverance that taken effect by our Savior called Jesus. Mm-hmm. And John said in 11, 25 through 26, because of this resurrection, as a Christian, we never die. Yes. Even when we die in the natural, we never die because we're gonna be we're gonna be uh, uh, resurrected. So in other words, we're gonna live eternity. Yeah. In this yeah. eternity yeah. life, what he is saying is that don't live your life where you make your life a deathbed. Because you see how you live in your life now, you're going to die of the natural, but you're going to be born again, I mean, resurrected, you're going to live for eternity. So that is your soul. That is your life. We're yeah, not going to yeah. look at the natural life. Look at the supernatural life. Look at the spiritual life. This word is teaching us for our future to come, per se, in the supernatural. And I'm saying this because I think a lot of us have got off track. And we don't realize the benefits that we're receiving from God on a daily basis is a supernatural benefit, a holy yeah. benefit. Jesus loves his inheritance. We are his inheritance. He ain't going to allow nothing to happen to us that ain't supposed to happen to us. Even though we put ourselves in a position where we don't know what we're doing, where we're going, God has said, I got my eyes on you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Yeah. He knows what you're going through. Hallelujah. And I want to talk about while you're talking about Apostle, I just want you to know, you see my head going up and down because I'm taking notes. So I, 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 I like people to know that I'm not I'm not being distracted. I'm actually trying to absorb and, and let it just penetrate into my mind, my spirit. Praise Amen. God. Amen. Praise God. Now, I, I want to talk about this David thing just a little bit. Because, <laughs> you see, you see, David was a little shepherd boy. Mm-hmm. Minding his business mm-hmm. out in the field, mm-hmm. doing what he's supposed to do to be responsible. Mm-hmm. Wasn't trying to copy off nobody else. Wasn't trying to compete with nobody else. Wasn't worried about how it smelled and how he and how, how dirty, <laughs> how clean he was. Because let me tell you something. I want to say this for a reason. Because God tells us to come as we are. He didn't yeah. tell us to dress ourselves up. Mm-hmm. Come as we are. Mm-hmm. So when God sent Samuel to anoint David. Well, guess what? Samuel kind of had his own idea of what a king should look like. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Samuel yeah, wasn't yeah. looking for all the Jesse boys and didn't see David nowhere. Mm-hmm. Even though the father didn't bring him out the field. But, you know, Samuel was like, well, you know, God, I got all the kids and stuff here and, and this and him. God told Samuel, Samuel, you're kind of guilty there, ain't you? Because, you mm-hmm. see, you try, I sent you with the anointing to anoint a king. You are uh, the anointing carrier. For the king, God would trust somebody else anointing in your hand to carry it to the person that needs to be anointed. So he tells he tell Samuel, Samuel, you kind of guilty there. So now Samuel's feeling bad because of the fact that he this man is a holy man. He's an anointed man. So don't tell me that Christians can't make mistakes because they can. You can be filled with the Holy Ghost and still make mistakes. Okay? Mm-hmm. But God unconditional love will, will, will correct it. 
So finally, when he finds David, David being his little shepherd boy, and he's looking for a big, tall, stature man, and he anoints David as a king to process him to grow into where he needs to be. And that's where we all need to remain humble, to know that God ain't finished with us yet. We are going to be growing into what he wants us to do and where we need to be, just like did he did I hear David. You say, did, did I hear you say, and I'd like to go back to that, did, did I hear you say process? Process. Process. So, so he, he didn't just jump out and become the king automatically. Huh? No. And, and I want the listener also to hear the apostle. He said there's a process, process for your anointing. Yes. Amen. It ain't just some oil that pours on you. You got to mature in the spirit. Hey, glory. Hallelujah. Yeah. 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 Glory. Uh oh, Jesus. It's my, <laughs> my help coming out. Thank you, Jesus. But, but, but in the process of this, too, a, a, a pastor. You're gonna go through some battles. Oh yeah. And but you gotta remember if God chose you, mm. if He chooses you to do a greater work, mm. God can protect you while you're going through the process. But you gotta make sure your heart is right. Because you see, God didn't choose David based on his stature because a little boy he chased it because David was a man after his own heart. Yeah. Well, yeah. guess what? Saul was a man after God's own heart too at first until he disobeyed God. And see, that's what a lot of us stuck at. We're stuck at the point of being disobedient. When you're disobedient, God takes his authority away from you and give it to somebody that is obedient because he's looking at your heart. So don't get jealous. Don't become a vengeance. Don't become vindictive. Just repent and don't become prideful like Saul wouldn't, wouldn't repent. He had to go and consent a witch or something trying to find some more advice. And now he already got God mad and he's trying to destroy himself. God is merciful. He's merciful. But we got to also do our part too. So yeah, God expects yeah. us to always know that he is the one that we need to keep our eyes on. Mm -hmm. And he is the one that we need to pray to. Mm -hmm. Just like uh, 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 I was uh, uh, talking about earlier uh, in Colossians, you see Paul prayed for the Christian once they come to know the Lord and they started following the Lord because he heard a testimony of how they was doing. Yeah. And then he went back and got got, got Timothy mm -hmm. to take Timothy with him mm -hmm. to make yeah. sure that he got the support. So we need to stop thinking that we can walk alone in this world and get everything done. We need to know mm -hmm. we need to be like the disciple. We need to go out in pairs. Yeah. We need to go out in pairs and, and put away our flesh and start looking at the heart. God said, no, no man after the flesh. We're supposed to know each other after the spirit. And once we do that, we grow up into maturity. And people can love us more, and we can love yeah, people yeah. more. And when I met this pastor right here, uh, Antoine, I hadn't met him in physically, but when we saw our fellowship, it was like a dynamite just opened up because mm -hmm. our spirit was connected in spirit and in truth. And that's yeah, where we got to receive God. Because you see, God is receiving what we do as fellowship as a testimony mm -hmm. in heaven. So that means that we need to not walk around here and say that we're a Christian. We need to live as a Christian. We need to love as a Christian. We need to talk as a Christian. And we need to, most of all, be a Christian. So I think, I don't know how much time it's been, but I think that I'm going to go ahead and get ready to close this thing out. I got another 30 minutes? Oh, good God Almighty, praise God. Don't press it. Okay. So let me get back to Paul as a representation for us as leaders in the church today from the man's side. And there was plenty of women also was represented in the church and did a greater thing. And I thank God for that. And we can't look over that. Mm -hmm. So, and God said he's no respectable where, person. Where so. would the church be without the women? <laughs> oh, hallelujah. That's the birch inside of it. Men can handle them. I'm going to behave. 
You know, <laughs> the fruit comes from that side. <laughs> and half the men don't do what they didn't do on this side. <laughs> okay. But but Paul Paul said that he came to the understanding. Mm-hmm. At first, he was looking at Jesus as a regular man, mm-hmm. which he did come as a regular man. Mm-hmm. But you see, Jesus said that if you see me, you've seen the Father. But you see, yeah, it was yeah, the yeah. power that dwelt on the inside of what he was carrying that was doing the work. And all the people seen was the outside. That's why mm-hmm. he said that no, no man after the flesh. So we should mm-hmm. know each other after the spirit. So now Paul said that when he came to the grip, that he realized that his life has been changed. In other words, he said he was he was he was he was living a life of the what's it called a heresy? Because <laughs> yeah. he was killing Christians. Yeah. Yeah. I mean he was he was he was faithful. But then when he got converted, he also was yeah. faithful, teaching yeah. the word, even when he went back to the apostle that knew him before he was converted. He he had to make sure that he proved himself before they received him. So you can see that so there's a there's a process and you're gonna go through some battles, mm-hmm. but you gotta always remember in your battle, God is the one that's protecting you. If you are God's inheritance, God is gonna keep you from A to Z. If only you keep your trust in him Amen. and be humble and repent Amen. and not prideful yeah. and love him. And treat each other as way we want to be treated. My mother always told me, "Son, when you grow up in life, if you treat everybody the way you want to be treated, you'll make it. But if you treat somebody different, they come back and treat you that way, and you don't like it. They didn't like it when you treated them that way either. So we got to always remember God is looking at us. If we represent the kingdom of God, ex- ex- yeah. expanding the kingdom of God, we got to go according to God, uh, line upon line, and precept upon precept, and know what we're talking about. Because when we plant a seed in somebody's life, that seed is going to grow and produce something. So yeah. you don't want no corruptible seed planted in nobody's life so they can grow up corrupted and say, well, my pastor told me that, so I believe it. Now they're ready to defend a lie. They're ready to defend something corrupted. Mm-hmm. And God going to hold us accountable for that. And he said the mm-hmm. teachers will be judged more harshly. So if you're a teacher, <laughs> if you're a teacher, <laughs> you got to know. Praise God. Amen. So I, I, I think well, well, I, I, I think I'm gonna end it there, but I just want to say this here. There's gonna be suffering in the kingdom of God. We're gonna go through suffering. Yeah. Paul went through a lot of suffering. We're gonna go through it too. But in the midst of it all, we need to know we need to learn to trust in Jesus and he will carry us through. Thank God. Praise God. Praise God. Glory, glory. Oh, hallelujah. You know, you kept saying pastor. <laughs> well, he's a teacher. Under the old shot. You kept saying pastor. Amen. And I just have to let the Holy Spirit speak for a minute here. Uh, I do believe, uh, hallelujah, I do believe that your next level is pastoral. That means you you have been, you're going to rise again. I hear the Lord say, you're going to rise again and and you will shepherd a people. That means there there will be a place. There will be a quarter, sort of like a congregation. You will rise and be able to speak. You'll be able to shepherd because you have that, you have that, there's a mantle of the fatherhood upon you. And as a father, it won't make a difference 
at what age your sons come come to fruition, but they shall come to fruition. You and your wife will begin to shepherd. That is another level that God is taking you to, the pastoral level. And it's not, it's not just there. It's not just there where you're at. There is a calling even for you. There's a specific nation that you will be going to and they will support you and they will uh, take care of you. Even as the, as the apostle Paul went to different nations and the people there took care of him. You know, that's why he wrote the book of Philippians. So I just, I'm just hearing that there's a people that are, are waiting on you. It's not, it's not the same uh, people that you dealt with uh, on a regular basis, but you will become pastoral and you will shepherd a people. God will give you a, a place, a place of worship, a house of worship, where you not only begin to teach, but you will begin to father these people. They, I'm, I'm just, I'm just seeing like uh, drug addicts, uh, People deal with alcoholism, uh, prostitution, even some that are homeless, uh, from youth to 80 or, or more. So God said, don't worry about the age. All you have to do is father them as a shepherd, a good shepherd, you and your wife. Man. And you shall rise again. Amen. That's not your settling place. That's not your settling place. So get, get ready to be. God has just been, you've been doing what you're doing all these years because you've been in preparation. Amen. You've been in preparation. Amen. And there are others that God is going to be sending you to and establish you and your wife in a place, a house of worship with a people that will take care of you. Hallelujah. Thank Amen. you, Jesus. Glory, glory, glory. glory. Yeah, glory. Yeah. And, and let's, let's just read 1 Samuel 16 and 7. Thank Which you. Says, glory to God. To God be the glory. Let's give more. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hmm. 1 Samuel uh, 16 and 7 says, But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance or on the heights of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. For man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks upon the heart. So God uh, began to speak to me about the prophetic culture, and he just reminded me of some of the things that I was taught in, in the process of becoming by the grace of God, who I am. Yes, and this particular scripture stood out to me because the Lord has said to me that this is truly a time of pruning, perfecting, purging, and refining. I believe God, he's looking at the inward part of his creation, mankind. <laughs> and I'm going to deal with ministers, quote unquote. Okay, so this word may not be for everyone who's listening or hearing because I'm going to specifically focus in on ministers. Now, Holy Spirit, he desires to walk and talk with us, even as individuals in a personal, intimate 
relationship. Yet, not all Christians even recognize the voice of God. And even if they do recognize the voice of God, they don't know how to respond. For example, the young prophet Samuel, remember he kept hearing a voice, but he kept going to the priest Eli. And so this happened three times. And finally, Eli had to teach him how to respond to the voice of God. And he said, when you hear his voice again, just say, here my Lord, see. So now what I want to do is, because he heard the voice of the Lord, that just launched him into his calling. It launched him into his calling as a prophet. Because he learned how to hear the voice of God and properly respond. Sometimes we can hear God speaking to us. And we don't respond right. We react wrong. Mm -hmm. Just like he said, be ye angry and sin not. Well, you could be angry. You hear God saying it, but yet your action is totally different from what you should be responding. Our response, you know, and that's something you have to learn. Mm. I'm not going to say everybody's perfect, but that is something you have to learn. You got to put your flesh under subjection totally so during this podcast i'm going to present to you prophetic culture but my tool is i'm going to use a tool that i was taught uh and it's called the 10 m's for maturing and maintaining ministry and discerning false ministers discerning between false ministers and true ministers So when we talk about culture, we're talking about the way of life. We're talking about lifestyle. We're talking about your behavior. We're talking about uh, values, morals, knowledge, beliefs, traditions. You know, the way we do things should line up with God's way because Jesus said for us to seek ye first the kingdom of God his way of doing things, and his righteousness. So God is saying that it is time for a heart check. Because he did call David a man after his own heart. And I believe this is a time and season where God is doing a heart check. And the Holy Spirit reminded me of these 10 ways to examine our hearts, examine our heart condition, and our relationship with the Father, family, and ministry. So the 10 M's I'll be presenting. So get your pens and paper out. If I don't finish all of them, we can do a part two, three, four, but this is urgent. I'm, I have a clarion call out now to everyone in the body I wanna, of the exactly. I want to just pause before you, before you start prophetess and apologize yeah. to the next phase of the prophetic culture. Um, just in the prophetic, I, I had mentioned to your husband, <clears throat> apostle, that I thought there would be a need for a part two. So don't <laughs> rush through this. Okay. Uh, I, I shared with him uh, uh, to my sweets uh, and Pastor John Chisholm, God bless you and welcome. Before you started, I wanted to make sure you knew that the, the door is open anytime because I know and I believe in my heart that, that this work that Elder Sills and I are doing is for the edification of the body of Christ. And, and I already believe that the reason God has put 
me back in touch with you and Apostle Greg Jacob and other apostles and other pastor friends of mine is because of the shifting in the world today and what yeah. God is trying to do. Yeah. And because of, of that, uh, I already mentioned to Apostle Burks, Apostle James, to discuss with you all coming back in October after your conference. Okay. Uh, this is an awesome, uh, powerful woman of God that we have and her husband, uh, Apostle uh, James Burks. And I want to take a commercial right now. If you see this on the screen, she is the prophetess uh, uh, Deidre Gordon Burks and the Women of War Global Conference is coming up. Yeah. Touch the hem of his garment. And that's in September. So we'll keep posting this up on the AJS ministry. Um, there's, there's someone my wife loves is Nancy Trims, Crims, I think oh, it is. Praise God. Um, okay. uh, I think that's that's the right name. She can tell me if I'm right or wrong. But I just want you, and I think I know Sister Deborah, Prophetess Deborah, yes. mm -hmm. uh, but, uh, uh, from Full Gospel. But I just want to take that little break just to, to let people know and to let you know, we welcome you all to come back. Okay. So I want you to just flow in the Holy Ghost and don't, because my wife always said, don't stop people, let them flow. So I'm going <laughs> to just let it flow. Flow right. Um, okay. Praise God. Amen. Okay. Praise the Lord. So God is saying that, you know, it is time for us as ministers, you know, to do a heart check and to examine our heart condition. And I'm going to present the 10 M's because we as ministers, you know, we need to take a closer look in our personal lives that need examination and correction. If we are to prove our lives to be true apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists, bishops, uh, leaders, elders, deacons, you know, David said, created me a clean heart in Psalm 51.10. We knew a right spirit within me. Psalm 119 says, it is good for me that I've been afflicted. That way I can learn your statutes. He's talking to the Lord. And Psalm 26 too says, examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try my reins and my heart. So God's not looking at, at us as, as uh, how great of apostle, prophet, pastor you are. He's looking at your heart. So we're going to start out with the first 10 in, and it is manhood, womanhood. God will make the man or woman before the mighty ministry. See, God created us, humankind. He created us after his own image. Jesus, our Savior, is our pattern who became God-man through his birth, his death, his blood, his burial, his resurrection, and his ascension. For now he's seated at the right hand of the Father. Glory to God. And we are predestined. I believe you mentioned that about us being predestined. We're predestined to be conformed to the image of Christ, which is Romans 8 and 29. God created us with our body, soul, and spirit. He never intended us to be animals. He never tends to be like a cherubim, a seraphim, or even himself. That's why right. that's why Satan was kicked out of heaven. He tried Amen. to be like God. Wrong answer. So we want to be more like Jesus. 
And I just believe, who else would we want to be like? He's our perfect pattern and example. Even the apostle Paul didn't boast in himself. He was a great apostle. He received revelations from God. He had the power to cast out demons. Remember, he was a murderer. So he was transformed from a murderer to a follower of Christ. But he didn't boast about himself. He boasted on the Lord. And we have to have, we have to be in a place with God, whereas we have the power of God so heavy upon us that even as the apostle Peter shadow healed people. Mm. We got too many distractions. You know, we have so many distractions where we're not we're not focused in on the Lord, you know, himself, and we haven't examined ourselves either. So it's time. I believe the word of God is true. And he said in Philippians 3, 14, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of, of God in Christ. Not to be a great apostle, not to be a great prophet, pastor, teacher, bishop, but I press toward the mark for the high calling of God in Christ. Now, the Bible tells us to love one another in, in John 13 and 34. Jesus said, this commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you. He said, but by this shall all men know that you are my disciples. If you have one, if you have love one to another. So in the purposes of God, he works all things for good. Therefore, no matter what situation that we're going through, if you love God, he's working it all out. He's working it out according to those who love him and according to his purpose. Now, if we're honest, we're still talking about manhood and womanhood. God will make the man or woman before the mighty ministry. If we're honest, can we admit that we tend to grow least when everything seems to be going smoothly? See, it's only, it's only when you face those real battles on a real battlefield is when you become a skillful warrior. That's how you become a skillful warrior. Not when everything's smooth, everything's going fine, but it's in the battles is how you become a skillful warfare, a skillful warrior. And it's our years of preparation that will mature us. It will mature manhood or womanhood. It's more important than our years of ministry. So without proper personal preparation, our mighty ministry acts become perverted in idolatry, sexual sin, and pride. Glory to God. Yes. For example, remember Moses. It, Moses was being prepared up until 80 years. Yes. How much longer? <laughs> We only spend five years in, in the body of church or the body of Christ, and we think we're this great apostle. We haven't even been prepared yet. If we look at some of our patriarchs in the Bible, look at uh, even Jesus himself. It was 30 years, it's been 30 years. God prepared him, I guess, even before probably the world was created. Mm -hmm. But still, he was prepared, was being prepared for in for 30 years for a three and a half year ministry. 
See, Jesus became a son through the things he suffered. Yeah. Hebrews 2 and 10. So how much more can we expect it to be different for us? We should not be surprised if God spends much of our lifetime building our character, our manhood, womanhood, before he launches us into our ultimate ministry. It's never too late with God. You can be never too old for God. He's the architect of time. So he is not moved by time. He created time. Glory. So, All let, right, man. <laughs> so let him take you through the process, as you mentioned process. After all, he's the potter. We're his clay. Jeremiah 18 and 2 and 6. So the quality of manhood and womanhood, it also must be judged. We have to evaluate ministers apart from their ministry, their position, their title, their gifts. Now ask yourself, you know, when you begin to uh, commune with other ministers, is this the kind of person that I wouldn't even want to have as a friend? That's something we've got to look at. Remember, God is more concerned about his people. We, he wants us to be real men and women of God with Christ-like character than being a mighty minister. Amen. Amen. Number Amen. two. Oh, that's all number one. <laughs> yes, that was all the number one uh, ministry. The second M is ministry. 2 Corinthians 6 and 3 say, giving no offense in anything that the ministry be not blamed. So the next M that we need to consider doing a heart check on is ministry, and that is the fruits of your ministry. Ask yourself these questions. Number one, how long does the positive effect of your ministry last? Is there abiding fruit or is it all nonsense? Number three, is there abiding fruit in your ministry anointed by God? Is the grace of God enabled for you to accomplish God's results? After the singing, the shouting, the dancing, the preaching, what remains that is of value? Mm. Is there less power and more talk? For the kingdom of God is not word, but in power. It's power being demonstrated. 1 Corinthians 4.20 Does your ministry demonstrate the supernatural dimension of spiritual gifts? And is your preaching and prophesying proven, pure, and productive? <clears throat> Excuse me. To what level of accuracy? And has your ministry produced the fruit of the Spirit to those ministered to? Now, in the law, when we're back in the law in the Old Testament, the Bible said, but the prophet, and this is uh, Deuteronomy 18, 20, says, but the prophet which shall presume to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, or that shall speak in the name of other gods, even that prophet shall die. Well, we thank God for grace, because there's a lot of false prophecy going on out here. This scripture means that we should not take for granted the seriousness in God's eyes or his ears ministering in his name. His name will not be disgraced. That's why it's so important 
even for prophets and prophetic people, you know, don't just blabber out your flesh. I mean, even Jeremiah, when he was asked to give a word of the Lord, he didn't just start speaking out his flesh. He went back. He he prayed to God, whatever he did, but it but it didn't come, the word of the Lord didn't come to him for 10 days for the people he asked. So we just have to um, make sure that it is God who is speaking through us and not allow your flesh to just speak anything to itching ears. We must consider whether or not our preaching, teaching, prophesying, etc., has not caused people to stumble or discredit the ministry. The Apostle Paul declared, we have put no stumbling block. 2 Corinthians 6, 3 through 18. You see, sometimes our ministry will even stir up controversy, criticism, haters, competitors, jealousy, etc. But we should suffer for truth and righteousness in our ministry, not unnecessary stumbling blocks or undue offense that we have caused. How many members, this is a question for ministers, how many members or visitors of your ministry have left their uh left your service crying, left your service broken, hurt, because either you or your staff offended them, something that was said to them, they were mistreated or just lied on, or even told their business across the pulpit when they had a private counseling session with you. Mm. You know, we don't want to be of offense. That's a part of ministry. Let's all mm -hmm. obey the admonition of the Apostle Paul and make full proof of our ministry by properly ministering both the Word and the Spirit of God by functioning in our full authority as ministers. 1 Corinthians 14, 1 says, Desire spiritual gifts, but that you may prophesy. 14 and 39 says, Covet to prophesy. 14 and 31 says, For we may all prophesy or manifest prophetic ministry one by one. So let everything be done decently in order. Praise God. Praise Number God. three. Glory, hallelujah. Uh, <laughs> Ephesians 4, 15, 4 and 15 says, But speaking the truth in love, may we grow up unto him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. So the third M for maturing and maintaining a pure heart, that is the message. The message of a mature minister should first be life-giving present truth. It should be a balanced word of God in a way that is thoroughly scriptural, doctrinally sound, in light of the full testimony of the Bible. The Bible says we are to study to show ourselves approved unto God, a workman that needed not be ashamed, rightly divided the truth, 2 Timothy 2.15. You see, the Pharisees, they knew some right doctrine, but their heart and relationship with God was wrong. They were so mm -hmm. full of religion, so full of hate and pride and blind and self-righteousness that they hollered out, crucify him. The yes. Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, the Messiah. So an area of truth also is that God blesses his word and he confirms it. And there are many scriptures uh, to affirm that. Numbers 23, 9 says, God is not a man that he should lie, even the son of man 
that he should repent? Have he not said it? And shall he not do it? Have he not? Has he not uh, make? Will he not make it good? Mark sixteen twenty says, and they went forth and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them, confirming the word with signs following. You see, our message will be confirmed by God according to his word. Jesus, who is God, was not concerned nor worried about his reputation. As a matter of fact, he came of no reputation. And he came as a servant, Philippians 2, 7. His motive was not to try to become famous or popular. He came to do the will of the Father who sent him. I like what Bishop Hammond wrote in one of his, in his books. He said, God confirms his word, not our flesh, not our desires, or our presumption. He is not concerned <clears throat> with our popularity. And so I just release right now every minister and ministry from the pressure of popularity, presumption, mm -hmm. and pride. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, and he will exalt you in due time. Praise God. You see, God's word is powerful in itself. So his word, he is the word, which confirms the word, not the person. This is why we have to be careful, because when we are judged by Christ on judgment day, the Lord will say, I never knew you. Even some who prophesy in his name, cast out devils, perform miracles. He's going to say, I never knew you. Hallelujah. And so Jesus is saying, Yes, you proclaim my name, you use my gifts, I confirm my word, but your life was not in alignment with my character. I can't take you. This is part of prophetic culture. I'm just gonna pause right there because I'm not I don't know uh if you want to go on or we'll do one more M and then we'll pray. I, I think we should uh what is the Holy Ghost leading you? Well, he wants us to pray. He wants to pray. And, uh, and uh, since we will be back in October, we can continue the 10 a.m.s. Because it's truly I, I just I just felt not to answer, but to ask, what is the Holy Ghost leading you? Because I, I know that that's, this is the Holy Spirit. So Yes, um, the Holy Spirit is... The Holy Spirit is really leading me to uh, pray with you all. And then we'll hear what God's saying even through our, through our prayers. Praise God. So we'll come back to the 10 M's um, when we meet again in October because it's much, it's much needed. Um, I just want to say, and I'm going to end this with the 10 M's, is that when you're examining your heart condition, you know, we have to ask ourselves, do we do we minister in order to serve or be seen? Mm -hmm. Are we addicted, quote unquote, to the ministry of the saints? Or do we want to be recognized as a great minister? Do we minister out of a loving heart? If not, we are sounding brass and tingling cymbals. And are we motivated? by desire to fulfill God's will or by the lust of the flesh, the lust for power, fame, pleasure, and money? Do we speak the truth 
or we just so opinionated that we want to be heard by man. This is a season to conduct a heart examination and character development. Praise God. Ooh, thank you, Lord. Before we pray, I, I want to say this uh, this, mm-hmm. this uh, prophetic word that the Lord had gave me earlier. Praise God. And uh, I, I want this to go out. It says that in this time that we are living in, mm-hmm. it says there's no more norm. He said, because the norm has landed us where we are now. And that it is called complacency. Mm-hmm. He said, my people, they are, he said, tell my people to gird up their loins and put on their armor. He said, because we are, he said, get ready to go to battle because we are all on the front line. Mm-hmm. And he said, the enemy is here to steal, kill, and destroy every individual in this earth. Then he said, tell them that I want them to pray. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you did that because this is what was given to me and we're going to pray it. And then he gave me that scripture, uh, 2 Chronicles 7 and 14. Mm-hmm. He said, he said that he gave he said he gave me the scripture and he said that the scripture said, uh, my people that are called yeah. by my name, if they shall humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways. When they turn from their wicked ways, they are turning their face to God. When you turn your face to God, then God will hear your prayer from heaven. And he said, Tell my people that. He said, because I am the only one that can heal these diseases. I am the only one that can heal any sickness in this world. I can see the visible as well as the invisible. And if you don't come to me, there would be no man that can resolve anything that's going on in this earth in this season. That's what he told me. Put this out there so people can realize we got to come back to God. And we are God chosen. We are God people. This is God earth. And he is the God over this earth. And the only way things going to get fixed is that we submit uh, submit ourselves, humble ourselves under his leadership, under his love, and under his direction. No governor, no senator, no president, no congressman, none of them are going to be able to do anything until we give it to God. And we got to have the right kind of heart. And we got to be on one accord. Yes. Hallelujah. That's what he's telling me. <laughs> and as we prepare to close out of here, I, okay, go ahead. Um, I just uh, hear healing ministry. You guys, the, the ministry is going to shift to healing and miracle signs and wonders should follow you. I just released, I just released the gift of faith, uh, the gift of faith to rest upon you and elder. I released the gift of faith so that the miracles, that these signs shall follow them that believe in the name of Jesus, you shall speak with new tongues. You shall cast out devils. You shall lay hands on the sick, and the sick shall recover. Father, anoint their hands, O oh God, that when they come across, O oh God, those that may be sick or, or being tormented, that when they lay their hands on them, that they shall recover. In the name of Jesus, we just release even the apostolic and the prophetic to flow in your ministry. There's a shift. That will happen within your very, the very walls of where you minister at. And it is the shift of the apostolic and the prophetic that the foundations will be laid and there will be a solid foundation. And then the gifts will be able to flow. 
We release that anointing now, the anointing of the apostolic and prophetic foundational. And we release the miracles, signs, and wonders that will follow them. I just hear even that there's someone uh, that you may have come across that they had feet problems. They had problems with their feet. And your feet are symbolic of walking with God. So they may be in a backslidden state. And God wants you to minister to them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Father. I would just thank you for your word on today. We thank you, God, for miracle signs and wonders. We pray, oh God, for all those who are listening by here, that they will be in tune and learn to hear the voice of God and will be able to learn how to properly respond to his voice. We thank you, oh God, for the elders, Anton and Jennifer. Right now, God, we release, oh God, the anointing upon them to excel, God. We just pray and decree exponential multiplication, growth, increase, and addition upon their ministry. And that the resources will come from the north, the south, the east, and the west, oh God. For every assignment that you give them, Father. Here they say they are, oh God, send them, oh Lord. But as you send them, Father, release the resources and, oh God, send the people, oh God, to give, Father. Even as the Apostle Paul received resources, we know you are their source, oh God. We know you are their resource. But Father, you can use whomever you choose to use. So we just decree and declare that you, oh God, do exceedingly abundantly above all that they can ask for faith according to the power which is within them. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this opportunity. And we look forward to having this done again. For your glory, O oh God, for your glory, for your name, and your name only. You, O oh God, be all the honor and glory, dominion, majesty, blessings, wisdom, thanksgiving, strength, power, and praise, because you are incredible, phenomenal, omniscient, omnipotent, and omnipresent. And there is none like you, O oh God. So we love you, Father. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I break all generational curses mm. that will come your, into your life. I break them. All generational curses of sickness, disease, torment. I destroy their works now. In the name of Jesus, you are more than a conqueror. You have overcame them by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. Loving not your own life, even unto the dead. Oh God, I thank you. we thank you, God. We thank you, we thank you. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, we thank you. Hallelujah. 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 My Lord, my Lord, my Lord. But I, I, as as just being obedient to the Spirit, um, I just need to take a second, just say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the Logos word that was shared. Thank you for the, the breath of God that speaks through the prophetic, through both of them tonight. Yes, Lord. Uh, whoever has ears to hear. Uh, one of the things that I learned years ago is that when prophecy is going forward, even though your name may not be mentioned in the earth realm, God is speaking to everyone who has the ear to hear because there's something in the prophetic and in the, because it's not just the prophetic, it's the apostolic, which is the spirit of the living God. It's the oil, the presence of God that touches our hearts to thirst the more so that we can understand, Lord, what is it that you would have us to gain and to learn? Yes. For everyone that has ears to hear, I pray that yes. you would open, not your natural ears, but ask God to reveal to you what yes. was the, the prophecy for you tonight? What was Thank spoken you. that could change and turn the course of your life, that God will be glorified yes. in the name of Jesus? Because it's not about us. It's about the living spirit of God. The word is God, and the yes. word became flesh, yes. and the word became Jesus. Yes. He was made out of the same word in the beginning. Yes. There was darkness. He spoke a word. That faith decides what must to see. Let us yes. define it to understand. Yes. It's not a mustard seed. It is the seed of God's word, yes. and we are the sowers of the word. And so I thank you for sowing the word, apostle. I thank you, prophets, for sowing words of, of life and, and giving instructions to mature as Christians in the name of Jesus, as ministers. Notice she didn't say just people of God. She said ministers. And that's everybody that, whether or not you understand it or not, we're all servants of the living God. So God, we thank you for the manifestation of your word. We thank you for the maturing of the saints in the word. And yes, that we're Lord. not doing our will, not about our business, but about kingdom building. Yes. Your glory, so that our manhood and our, and our womanhood, that man and woman who created in his image can accomplish what God sent us to do. Mm -hmm. To bring glory to God. Yes. And so I pray that this podcast will touch everyone's heart that has the ears to hear. Mm -hmm. That you will be glorified, God. And I, I just close with that in my spirit. And, and yes. my uh, good friend, Pastor John Chisholm, is on for been knowing him since 1975. Hallelujah. <laughs> so John, and then obviously I'm going to close with my sweets because uh, I know it's, her, it's getting close to her bedtime. So she had just come in for work. So we thank you for the sacrifices you always yeah. make. And I do want, want you all to know she is an awesome praying woman of God. Hallelujah. So we thank her for and Pastor St. John Chisholm uh, for always being on and always I don't have to talk to him every day. Whenever mm -hmm. I talk to him, we're so connected in the spirit, we always get a word. Pastor John. Praise the Lord. Uh thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Apostle Prophet I, see, I see co-pastor next to you. I just, mm -hmm. I just want to say that uh, my soul says yes. Yeah. I want you to hear this. I touch and agree with every word that was uttered by the both of you. Every single word. Yes. I touch and agree. And mm -hmm. I receive it. And I pray to the Lord to operate in it for a higher height and a greater grace. Yes, 
Thank you. Father, this verse, I wanted you to at least do five of those M's, but I, I don't I didn't want to get in the way of the spirit, you know, but I, I needed half of them. So now I just have to wait till the next time you come back. October. Yes, Lord. Thank you. Tell co pastor, I said hello. God bless her heart. Bless Amen. you. I was thoroughly blessed by the word of God that went forth through both of you on this evening, and I too look forward to October, but I'm going to feast on the first three that we received. And I'm looking forward to even greater maturity in Christ Jesus. So Amen. thank you. Thanks a lot. Amen. 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 Love you. Praise God. Amen. Love you too. Keep up the great work. Be Love you Amen. Amen. Thank you. And Elder, Elder Seals, my sweets, and close out with a thought or whatever the Lord placed on your heart. I just thank Turn God for the word that has went forth. And, you know, God, only God knows and only God sees. So I thank him uh, for the word. I enjoyed both of you tremendously. And may God continue to bless your ministry as you go forth also in his Amen. word, doing what he wants you to do on the path that he would have you to go. So bless you. God bless you. Bless you. Bless you. I just love, just love the Lord, and just love the words that that you know God put forth. So yeah, I I bless you in Jesus' name. Happy birthday! Thank you. Thank you so much. Praise God. We we want to thank God to all the listening audience. Thank God for Pastor John and Co-Pastor Gates for being on with us. And we do thank my wife and I, Elder Sills, and I thank you so much, mm -hmm. Apostle and Prophetess, for the powerful word of teaching, which is your ministry as well, and leading and establishing and, and making sure that the word of God is being defended in the body of Christ. Yes. And as you give uh, prophetic utterance to order of the church of today, that's so much needed that the fivefold ministry is missing in the body of Christ and the lack of understanding of, of the power that God put in every one of us. And it's a measure of a seed. Yes. Which is, is, and it gets bigger and stronger the more you trust mm -hmm. God's word, because mm -hmm. it is the word of God. And mm -hmm. in Luke 11, it says, I'm going to close and ask a prophetess to close us in prayer. And and did you shot time out that the word of God is yes. a seed. Mm -hmm. And every time mm -hmm. you search the more of God and trust him, and allow yourselves to empty out. That seed gets stronger in you because the seed is, is more than just, it is the spirit, the air shot out of it. It's the spirit of the living God that brings forth life. I thank you for the oil carriers. I thank you for the light that they share. I thank you for the refreshing that you're pouring into their ministry and into their lives, even right now to Pastor John, the pastor, co-pastor Gay, and even to my wife, complete healing and restoration that we go forth and do and be obedient 
and mature ourselves in the waiting on the Lord and be of good courage. I turn it over to Apostle uh, and to Prophetess to close us out and say thank you. And we look forward to you coming back in October. Amen. Before you close us out, I, I do want to give a confirmation of what you said because next week, Elder Anton and Elder Jennifer will be pastoring my church. I'm turning my church <laughs> over to them to pastor oh, our Glory. And so the word has become flesh mm. and spoken to be in Jesus' name. Wow. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Elevation. Exaltation. Praise you, God. you didn't know that. That's uh, uh, August 29th. Wow. Next week. That's next weekend. Yes, next yeah, Sunday. You, you, wow. Next Sunday. And, and and another yes, prophetic that you said yes. about the the power of faith. You, you meant something about faith in the prophecy, the gift of faith. I just finished teaching 19 weeks of Smith Wigglesworth on faith. Wow. Pages of notes. Yeah. The people that were on every week, I'd send them pages of notes. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, I call it study notes. And Praise we God. would teach 20. This is 13, 11 chapters. It's going to go more than 12 weeks. My soul chases hard after the God yeah. chases yeah. So that's the work God has called mm -hmm. us to do. Uh, and I thank you for the confirmation. I thank Pastor Praise Chisholm who challenged me to uh, step out. I have I have issues with travel. Yeah. Uh, I Not anymore. Not no more. <laughs> it is, uh, I receive it. Let's close us out. <laughs> Pastor Chisholm, you did this. You did this. <laughs> thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Holy Father God, Spirit. we want to thank you for this beautiful night, Lord Jesus, that you allow your fire to rain down upon us, God, to be on one accord, Lord Jesus, to listen to your word, to fellowship in your word, to share your word. Father, that you renewed our heart, Father God, refreshed our spirit, Father God, causing us to live again, Father God, in the new Christ, Lord. We thank you for blessing the, the Chisholm family, Father God. We thank you for blessing the Seal family. Thank you for blessing the Birch family. And all those out there, Lord Jesus, that have their ears to hear your word, Father God. We thank you, Father God, that all these seeds that were planted tonight, God, that they go forward. Yeah, and will not return void. That's coming yeah. from your word, Father God. And we know that your word carries all authority and power. So we yeah. thank you as we leave tonight, God. And we lay down. We ask you to bless us with a peaceful rest. Bless yeah. us with a peaceful sleep. And revive yeah. us. Restore us. Keep us vibrant. And yeah. keep us healthy and healed. We yes, praise God. you and honor you in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you. Jesus, as we say amen, amen, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. All right. I feel so much better than I felt before I came on this podcast. Thank you. This is Elder Anton and Elder Jennifer Sears on the tabernacle of fire in you. If you don't feel no fire, there's something missing. We, we just want you to know it's the, it's, it is not us. It's the breath yeah. of God. It's the Ruach yeah. of God. It's the breath of God. It's the Thank spirit you, of the living God. Yeah. His word, his word yeah. comes to do and to accomplish what he, it will not return void. Yes, obey, obey, yeah. obey, and grow yeah. to trust God more. Yeah. Love you guys with the love, love of Jesus. You. Thank you all Thank so you all. very much. Right. Peace and Until blessings then. to you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you both. Bless. Amen.